Hey ladies, welcome back to Field by Faith Podcast. We're your hosts Jocelyn Haas and Michaela Johnson and continue listening for today's episode. Hey guys, so today's episode is going to be all about 2021, as cliche as that can be. We're just going to talk about what we learned this year, kind of like our biggest impacts of this year, and then what we plan to do moving forward in the next year. And Kay is going to start us off with answering the question, what is your biggest lesson from last year? I think my biggest lesson from last year would have to be, it's not about me, it's about Jesus, and it's about glorifying the kingdom. So like, I have a problem with thinking like when people copy me, like it irritates me and sometimes it'll be with things in my faith that I feel like people copy me with and I'm like, this isn't about me. Like if this is what gets people to see one Jesus' love or like get to go to heaven, like then that's beautiful. Like because I cannot do anything without the Holy Spirit. So I need to like sit back and remind myself that it it's not about me. Like, it's truly about Jesus, and if this is going to benefit the kingdom and benefit, like, help people get to heaven, then so be it. You know what I yeah. mean? And I think that was one of my biggest things because sometimes I forget that. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, I need to sit down and, like, actually reflect on that and be like, if this is benefiting it, then that's great. You know? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Um, what is your, <laughs> sorry, what is your biggest takeaway from this year, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you I'm Karen trying to correct me up. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's so funny. But anyway, um, my biggest lesson from this past year was probably just prioritizing my relationship with God above anything else and my mental health as well. But I think a lot of times, I've shared this in the past too, I just get really caught up in the relationships here and like focusing so much on like my friendships and my marriage. And of course, like those are really important things, but sometimes I prioritize them over my relationship with God. Not intentionally, just because I've dealt with a lot of like abandonment and rejection. And so it's super important for me to keep the people that are in my life close to me. And that was something that God really taught me like, stop looking other people for validation and look to me and it sounds so simple but it really was a big struggle of mine like it's so hard for me to let not let go of people but just like distance myself and allow me to just be with God and prioritize him above anything else because Mm -hmm. when you prioritize your relationship with God everything else falls into place and you won't have that anxiety or that stress of people leaving or whatever because you know it's all in his plan if you stay close to him Mm -hmm. so that was my biggest thing because because of those things my mental health really struggled because I wasn't prioritizing God above everything else so it really taught me a lot Owie, my dog just interrupts but yeah that was my biggest lesson so our next question (laughs) what was an event or a situation that impacted you the most this year um for me it was leaving the church I was going to so when I moved home from California um I was going to go to this one church that I am going to now, but I, I didn't go, and I, I'm very grateful that I went to the church I did at the time. Like, it served a purpose in my life, and it served a time in my life, but it was just for that season, and then I had to move on. And I think the reason why it impacted me so much was because I am so, like, I need people's approval. Mm-hmm. So for me to leave and, like, be okay with leaving and be okay with everyone like being okay with me leaving if that makes sense I know that's kind of a round statement but like 
I need like people's approval almost. And I remember I was talking again to my therapist about it and she was like, you need to realize that when God talks, sometimes it's not going to be loud. Yeah. And I was like, dang. And she was like, he already gave you so many signs to like leave. So you need to leave. If this isn't the time for you to be here, that's okay. But you need to leave. And I was like, all right. And so it's almost like one of those things where another big takeaway was like learning obedience because obedience is something you learn over time with Jesus. But like, it was actually like learning to be obedient, like in the season. So like actually, cause me knowing I had to leave the church was like something I got in like July, but it kind of pushed off until the end of August before me actually leaving. (laughs) And I think that was really hard for me to like, be like, okay, I know this isn't the place for me now, Mm -hmm. you know? So that was probably my like biggest like thing this year that I had to do with, but and my mental health too, but that's another situation, but mainly the leaving of the church. What is an event slash situation that impacted you the most this year? I feel like this was a year of transition for me. Like pretty much every aspect of my life has changed this past year. Um, the main thing was probably getting married. Like that's obviously such a huge life event and spiritual thing that that was number one, but also like you, I switched churches. I changed jobs and then quit my job. And, um, a lot of relationships in my life shifted this year, like friendships, family, um, there was a lot of transition this year. I feel like I hit my highest highs this year, but also my lowest lows. And so I feel like the lesson that came out of all of that and why all of that impacted me so much, especially getting married, is just remembering that you need to stay as grounded as possible in your faith before anything else so that things that are inevitable to change and to transition and to move you will have a strong foundation in the lord and you won't have to worry so much about what's going on around you Mm -hmm. because i was definitely not very grounded this year and i feel like that's why god shifted me so much because it it taught me that i need to be strong in him before anything else so that was the biggest thing that probably impacted me this year um the thing too with Josh saying that it reminds me too because when I first came to like starting in my walk with Jesus like when I moved home from California the thing that really impacted me was like moving home in general because I was like when I move home like I got saved out here so when I move home like I'm not gonna have that same foundation that I had when I was out there so I was genuinely nervous about moving home because I was like I don't really have a community there yet like Mm none of my family was really saved besides my grandma and I'm like okay well I need young people like I was around like young people every week out there until corona but like so when I moved home I was very nervous and I remember I actually have a little tattoo that says faith on my arm and I remember the week the day I got it it was like it hit me and I was like I need to get this like just because every day I need to remember to have faith like everything's gonna be okay and God's gonna like push you through it even when it seems hard and I think like the reason why I got it is so I can be reminded every day. Like, I can't erase it. Like, it's stuck on me forever. Mm. So, like, just being reminded every day, like, you need to have faith no matter what. That's good. So, yeah. That's very good. 
Okay, this is a little more interviewee style because Kay and I actually have questions that we wrote down to ask each other, and I just feel like it get we're a little more on topic that way. Yeah. But also because I feel like I don't know it's the end of the year, and then after every year we can ask each other these questions, and then we can reflect back like mm-hmm. on the differences. But anyway, so our next question is: What are some of the takeaways from this year slash like overall? lessons that you got from this year um like I said in the beginning I think my biggest one was forgiveness like learning how to forgive and like learning that forgiveness one doesn't take like it's not an overnight thing it like could take weeks it can take months it can take even years sometime to forgive somebody and another thing and I learned this in my past but I feel like or when I first started going to church again I the first thing I learned was forgiveness isn't about them it's about you mm-hmm. and the hate like getting out of like I don't want to say hatred in your heart but like the unlo- uncleanness. uncleanness in your heart like getting that out and like letting you know that you can be free from that and I think that's one of the biggest things and another thing is obedience like my relationship with Jesus is my relationship with Jesus. It's different than Joss's relationship. It's different than my grandma's relationship. It's different when um, my boyfriend's relationship. It's diff- Everyone's relationship with Jesus is different. So, like, learning to have obedience because God can pick me up and move me anytime I want. Mm-hmm. Or anytime he wants. Not anytime I want because it's not in my plan. And that's one thing I pray a lot, too, is I'm like, I want what you want for me, Jesus, because I don't know my plans and I don't know what's best for me. So for what Jesus has planned for me is completely different than the next person also. So I also want to be able to learn. Like, I think the one thing I learned is like, if God wants it to happen, like I knew this, but I didn't ever fully comprehend it. If God wants it to happen, it's going to happen. And if he doesn't want it to happen, it's not going to happen. Wow. And it like took me so long to realize that, but I'm like, it's going to happen when he wants it. Dude. So this is so crazy, and I want to share this because I just got such crazy revelation from the Lord. Me and my brother last night were talking, and his and I relationship was really weird this year. Like, not going to get into super detail because that's mine and his business, but, like, we've always been really close. Not when we were super young, but our adult lives, we've been extremely close. Like, that's my best friend. Like, Mm -hmm. me and him are so close and this year like he went through a lot of transitions I went through a lot of transitions and it just kind of didn't put strain on the relationship but separated us for a while and it was really really hard for me like that's my boy like that's my brother and it was it took a toll on me to say the least and so he came over last night for like the first time in a minute and we were just sitting there talking and we got on the topic of like God and like the Bible and blah 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 and he literally said to me, he was like, I just have such a peace about my life now. Like I used to worry about my future. I used to worry about if I'm ever going to have a girlfriend, like blah, blah, blah. And he was like, I have such peace in my life now because I know that whatever's for me won't pass me and I can't make a wrong decision because whatever decision I make, God is going to get me to the right decision Mm -hmm. where he meant for me to be. And it was so crazy because I was like, dude, that's insane because I was watching The Matrix of all movies. This was the first time I've ever watched this movie. And it's a, it's not a, obviously not a Christian movie. It's a secular movie. But I feel like God 
I don't know if God does this for everybody, but, like, for me, I get a lot of revelation from movies, like, Mm -hmm. secular movies, any movies. Like, I get a lot of revelation out of movies. And this particular movie, I was like, holy crap. Like, he literally blew my mind. So, it's the part where... Have you ever seen The Matrix? I don't know. Okay, so... The gist of the whole thing is really hard to explain. I don't think I would be a good person to totally explain it. I'm terrible at explaining movies. No, it's a very confusing movie to have to explain. But there's a part in it where this guy is, um, he has a blue pill and a red pill in both of his hands. And he's like showing the main character guy the two pills and he's like this pill will you'll just go back to your normal life you won't remember any of this like your life will just be what it was before mm-hmm. but if you take this pill i will show you all like the rabbit hole of the matrix he brought this up in church right yes okay okay okay. yes he did okay, okay, okay. and that's crazy because i did not even remember that he did okay, and so okay. that same day zay and i went and watched it oh and okay, okay, as okay. i was watching it like, because then it ties back to what Ethan was talking about, where he gives you two decisions. Like, you can either choose to live your life the same way that you're living it and just go back to normal. You can live it without me and your life will just be how it was. Or you can choose this decision and live with me and see all of the things that I can reveal to you and your life will never be the same. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy because he picks that that pill. Obviously, it wasn't like Christian, but like the gist of it and it was so crazy because it just made me realize like no matter what we do no matter what decision we pick god will always lead us to the right place and we could still make the wrong decision but he's going to use it to teach us lessons to get us to where we're supposed to be Mm -hmm. and it's crazy that you brought that up because me and my brother were legit just having that same conversation last night it's such confirmation dude and i was listening to sadie's podcast me and joss both listen to sadie's podcast a lot and we really like it. Sadie has a lot of things to like bring up and a lot of like anyone can learn from it, but especially females. I really look up to Sadie a lot. And one of the things Sadie said, it was like, you can go back to your old life and like, you won't find fulfillment there, but like you can never walk away from following Jesus. And I was like, dang dude. Like, so like I can try to like go back to the old things I used to do, but I'm going to realize like, this isn't going to fill me up. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's like, the same fulfillment that I have when I follow Jesus is completely different. And I actually, Joss got me a book for Christmas. This is a little on topic, a little off topic, but it was, it's prayers for a future husband. And one of the, the devotion was like, your husband, like it's to, in marriage, like Joss was just saying, like, your marriage isn't for like your husband to come and fill you up like to fill the void because your husband can never truly do that for you. Like it's Jesus in it, in like, your relationship like he needs to be the center and I was like dang dude like sometimes I think as females like we think we need like a man to come in and we think that I used to think that but like a man does not complete you like he never will be able to and that's like not fair to put that responsibility on him Mm -hmm. so yeah that I think obedience and all of that is like the biggest thing I can take away and like bring into next year because I'm like obedience with God and kind of like what Joss was just saying like whether I follow like God's plan quote-unquote or not like God's still gonna get me where I need to get Mm -hmm. you know what I mean like yeah so um it's it's crazy because (laughs) after I got married like and I've shared this before too 
but it was so crazy to see how many people put so much worth in marriage and don't get me wrong marriage is a beautiful thing and if god blesses you with it like praise god Mm -hmm. but it's not the end-all be-all goal of life and that's what so many people would like act like when I first got married like I hope I find a husband one day like I can't wait until I get married or there was this one girl who literally walked up to me and was like I'm gonna come to church with you maybe I'll find my husband there and I'm like lord like if this is what pulls people to God okay but that's not what you're gonna find in church like you're gonna find Jesus before all things and like you were saying like it's almost like we think that that's what's gonna fill our self-worth and it's absolutely not like you will fail if you're turning to any man any woman Mm -hmm. anybody for the fulfillment that only god can give you yeah um but on that topic i did want to talk about because i got a new bible for christmas i asked for one and my mom got it for me um it's a hope and encouragement bible and i absolutely love this bible and it has little inserts in the in the bible that are based around all like self-worth and like encouragement and hope like things and this little insert is going off of jeremiah 1 5 and it says when our vision is clouded by circumstances god sees clearly when our understanding is shadowed by questions god knows perfectly when our path is shaded with uncertainty god leads faithfully we can rest in the palm of his hand remember that he writes every detail of our lives with love And then the little prayer at the end is, Lord, I don't always see your plan laid out before me, but I trust you to show me the way. Thank you for giving me the gifts I need to make a difference in the world for your glory. Wow. And that's crazy because it ties into what you were saying, how like one of the lessons that you learned was... um, was that it's not about you it's about god and then i read that to my brother last night too and he was like that's crazy because we don't know what god's plan is for our lives all the time and we definitely don't know everywhere he's going to take us Mm -hmm. but we trust him because he loves us and everything he does is out of love so we know that he won't lead us a bad way yeah so that's so good i love the bible but anyway um (laughs) i just felt like i wanted to share that i did share it on our story like last week i think but no that's good though yeah super good really good Okay, and then... Well, you got to share what your biggest takeaway is. Or hmm. what are you taking into next year? Let's see. One thing that I took away from this year was prioritizing my mental health. I kind of talked about that earlier, but not like as in depth. I just realized how much your mental health affects every aspect of your life. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes as Christians... I don't want to say we downplay mental health, but um, I feel like we think that we need to have it all together just because we're saved, and that's never going to happen. Like, you can be the most saved, beautiful, amazing person in the world, and you could still struggle with depression. You could still Mm -hmm. struggle with anxiety, and... um, that was a big thing that God just taught me this year was that it's okay to struggle, but don't sit in it and mm-hmm. open up to people about it and make sure that you have people around you to support you when you're going through that and turn to me. And like I said before, that just kind of taught me how important it is to really stay grounded in God and not prioritize anything else above your time with him. You need to read mm-hmm. your Bible. You need to pray. Even if it's little bits and pieces at a time like you can't set huge goals for yourself sometimes like oh I'm gonna read the bible in three months like no you're not 
and I know I'm not. So my goal is to just read one scripture or one book every morning when I wake up, and that starts my day off on a perfect foot. Mm -hmm. So that's my takeaway from this year, and what I'm going to move into this next year is just making sure that my first few minutes in the morning are with the Lord. I like that. What are your... What are... What takeaways are you going to go into the next year with? Um, I guess like a big one is like prioritizing my mental health as well is because I think sometimes because if you don't have a lot of people around you that support mental health or believe in it, it's kind of like taboo. Like Josh says a lot, like they don't want to talk about it and kind of exactly what Josh just said. But when I first became a Christian and when I moved home from California, I realized a lot of things like that I wasn't healed from here because when I moved away, it was like I got away from all this stuff, even though deep down rooted, they were still there. So when I moved back, they started coming up again. And just because I'm literally living in my pet, like I was back living where everything happened, you know? And so um, I think reminding myself that it's okay not to always be okay. We talked about this last time and that just because I am saved, like I can still have like imbalances in my brain that like are chemical imbalances that I can't control. So like there's things that happen that I cannot control and that's okay. And I need to remember that because if I'm struggling, I'm struggling and Mm -hmm. that's just something I can't control. And if somebody doesn't get that I don't always need to explain myself either but if I have that one person like I'm very grateful for having Joss because I can sit and talk to her about those things so it's different than people that don't get it you know what I mean so yeah yeah I think too like going back onto that topic a little bit um it was hard for me to accept at first too because and we had kind of like a whole conversation about this I think a couple episodes ago but some people just look at you and think that you need deliverance. Mm. And like I said before, I would never downplay deliverance because it is a very important topic and Christians very much can be demonized. Like just because you have a demon doesn't mean you're a bad person, but Mm. you just might need deliverance and that's fine. But there are things that are natural, especially in a world that's so like, social media focused and all of these things that can cause chemical imbalances in your brain and it's also important to normalize that and talk about that in church i think of all places it's important to touch on that in church Mm -hmm. because you don't want to ever make somebody feel like they're less than just because they're struggling or just because they need to go to therapy or maybe need to be on medication to balance out the chemicals like that's all totally fine and if that's what's going to help them, then that's what's going to help them. And God also gives us things like that sometimes so that we can turn around and help others once mm-hmm. we come out of it. Yeah. Because, like, me and Kay both have struggled with mental health. So now for us to turn around and talk about it to others and how, yes, God does walk us through it, but it doesn't always make it easy. There are still mm-hmm. bad days. There are still days where you might have a panic attack. There are still days where anxiety might be a little higher than other days. Yeah. And that's okay. Like that doesn't mean that you're a bad person or it doesn't mean that you're any less Christian than the next person. Yeah. Or you're not saved. Yeah. Or you're not saved. Like, we all struggle and we all have certain things that we struggle with maybe not mental health but there's other things that we struggle with and it doesn't mean we're bad it doesn't always mean that you need deliverance sometimes yes but not always right and it's important to 
talk about that because mm-hmm. sometimes it's just unlearning bad habits right. or figuring out what's causing your anxiety that's in your life because it might be a person it might be a situation it's not always something in you mm-hmm. if that makes sense yeah so I just feel like that that was a really good topic and that's something that's really important for us to talk about more yeah. okay and then ending on our last note is general goals for this next year what are your goals for this next year okay so my general goals for this next year one is the podcast just like continue to grow reach more women and like share more women's stories because I think that's so beautiful and like hearing people's testimonies even if it's like a small part of it I think it's so beautiful and that what continues to like I don't know keep us on fire for God like hearing what God did in their life so beautiful and I'm actually going back to school in like two weeks It'll be a week when the episode comes out. And so I guess like just being able to like manage like and stay being able to keep my fitness and like be able to work out because working out helps my anxiety a lot. So working out, um, just staying like with a schedule and being able to like prioritize everything and keep God at top like always. So that's good. yeah, that's what are what are your main goals for this next year? <laughs> We're still waiting for our microphone to come in. So just like last time, we keep switching it back and forth, and it's kind of funny. But my main goals for this next year, um, well, one thing I want to talk about before I even share my goals is that I think there's this external pressure sometimes to set like crazy goals for ourselves every time there's a new year. And I'm definitely victim to that. Like I'm like, oh, I want to make a million dollars this year. I want (laughs) to... get six pack this year like all of these things like that are sometimes really crazy and not impossible but for me I know I'm not going to do that and they're just a little extreme and excessive so this year when I actually went down me and Zay sat down on New Year's Day and like wrote down some of our financial goals as a married couple our faith goals as a married couple and just general goals that we want to accomplish this year And I really made sure that I was practical with my goals because there's nothing worse than setting a goal and then failing at it. And And some of the most, right, then feeling like you failed. And some of the most successful people in the world, whether it's a super successful pastor or a super successful musician, whatever, they always talk about setting incremental goals to then make up a big goal. Yeah. Um, So that was the mindset I went in with setting my goals this year and one of them the main thing is making sure that my relationship with God is the most important thing this year because I know that my marriage won't go anywhere without that my personal development won't go anywhere without that nothing will Mm -hmm. and so that's my main goal is to just stick to that to um to make that a reality, I want to, like I said, start out each morning with reading at least a scripture a day and having my first few minutes um, just thanking God. Mm-hmm. And that's my main goal. Um, as far as like other things, of course, the podcast, making sure that we're more consistent with that because because of the struggles I've had this past year, it made it really hard for me to strictly focus on uploading every week like editing and posting and all of those things we've been consistent but not as consistent as we could have been um and so that's a main goal Mm -hmm. and then um just generally being more grounded this year with my mental health and prioritizing fitness in the way of the therapeutic aspects of it and making sure that I'm eating healthy to 
fuel my body and for health reasons because I think I shared this a little bit in the last one too but I've been my health has been kind of iffy not iffy like not that I've been in the hospital or anything but I've just been having certain symptoms that are kind of scary that I haven't experienced before in my life so I want to make sure that I'm fueling my body with like nutritious foods and like trying to combat that um, as much as possible so those are like my main goals and those are all the questions that we had for each other. If you guys want to share with us, we'd love if you email us. Um, if you don't follow us on Instagram, we started a series called Share Your Story. And it's just women sharing their testimonies. I think we're on like week four now. Um, we've shared like five testimonies. And so if you want to be one of those women, just email us at fueledbyfaithpodcast at gmail.com. And we would love to pray for you, share your story. Um, if you want to stay anonymous, that's also an option. We didn't really talk about that too much, but we can keep you anonymous as well. Um, we just love testimonies, and we know that that's what gets the gospel out there and what makes the gospel real to people who aren't already saved. So um, consider it if you're thinking about it. And we would love to pray with you and pray for you. So that's an option for you. But we love you guys so much, and we just pray that you have a great start here next year and that it's not overwhelming for you. And we will definitely be praying for our listeners in these next couple weeks. Yes. We, we hope, hope you stay fueled by faith. faith.